Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. What's up? Not much. Do you have a warrant? Whoa. A warrant for what? To come in. I do not consent to any searches. (laughs) On prior advice of my attorney, I don't answer questions, and I invoke my Fifth Amendment rights. When did I become the cop here? I don't know. I was just... Okay, now I'm distracted because you're smelling Nog Champa. <laughs> it's so good. Through the box. It's through the box. Brian got me a Valentine's Day present of two boxes of Nog Champa, which is exciting. I do like that, that incense. It smells I, good. I kind of want to light one up. You want to? Can we do that? Yeah. All right. Light it up. We don't have to pause. And 20 minutes later, we've lit incense, had chips and hummus, <laughs> oh, had yeah. gotten coffee, I ate a blueberry waffle. Um, room temperature blueberry waffle. They were they were pretty good. They were. It was all. Pre- this was all a very wonderful exchange. I think that needed to go down. Now we're set up to record. Yeah, I hope everyone's having a good day. I uh, I'm having a good day. As and we record this, it is Saint Valentine's Day. It is indeed the day of arrows. Mm. Um, cupids. So you know. I hope everyone had a good Valentine's Day. This will probably come out a week late. I hope everyone's having a good February 21st. It's a day of small children who are naked flying around and shooting you from the sky <laughs> like so many drones. This it sounds like a a a Nerf ad for <laughs> the ages. I would be really scared if that actually happened if there were like children who are weaponized to be like drones that shot me from the air so heavy prediction nerf drone is going to be a thing and it's if it isn't already nerf by nerf drone nerf drone do you mean we're gonna get shot with nerf guns from a drone that's okay those only go um fast until they hit the, um, what's it called? The, the, the air, I don't know the physics term, but until they hit all the friction, they only go like maybe five feet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so it would just be up, like the drone would be up like 300 feet in the air. It would shoot it. It would go fast. <laughs> it, it would go fast for like, I don't know, five or six feet. And then it would just fall very gently to the ground. I don't know if 300 feet is going to be applicable to a child's toy, but I... Oh, you were thinking, oh, okay. You were thinking this is going to be a toy for children. I was yeah. thinking that the um, army would be deploying oh, we already nerf, have... nerf drones <laughs> on the population. No, I'm talking about like the future of, of children's violent toys. Oh, I hope that children never have drones. Um, you know it's going to be a thing, though. You can do more damage just crashing the drone into somebody's face than... Yeah. But then by shooting Nerf guns at it, it well, better not happen. Um, that's all I have to say. If we have to lock all the children up until they're of drone age, then we have to do that. I feel like, though, you could make the same argument that a child could do a lot of damage with, say, a baseball bat. They can. Okay, this is like the gun argument where it's like, well, yeah, like you could just stab a bunch of people and kill them. It's like, yeah, but it's going to take a lot longer. Like if you have like a 10-year-old with a bat... The chances of me being able to take out that 10-year-old before they, like, shoot a bunch of people um, with a drone are high. Like, all I have <laughs> to do is, is I get be... in my car and so I drive into the chill- child. Maybe I should back up. Do you know what Nerf is? 
What I'm saying is they're that they're little styrofoam. I know. Things. I'm saying if children are flying drones, which are at least like five to ten pounds through the air, that is dangerous. So you're just talking about the kids going kamikaze with their oh yeah, or just okay. being incompetent. Have you seen kil- children? I was gonna say children. <laughs> have you children. seen? Have you seen children? Das children. Das children. Das children gotten. <laughs> Have you seen children? They're not competent as hell uh, at things. They do have some deficiencies in capability. Yeah. That I will concede. Mm-hmm. Adults do too. That's not going to... St- You're talking about the same country that made lawn darts. <laughs> yeah. I- I'm talking about the same country that has, as a bar game, axe throwing. Okay. Which I think I've seen more videos of that going wrong than I have witnessed it going right. Yeah, well, your axe that you throw, I mean, it's spinning through the air. So it has a good chance of the back of the axe hitting the surface. And bouncing right back. Bouncing right back. And guess what's not great? An axe bouncing at you. (laughs) It ain't fun. It ain't fun. I'm not going axe throwing myself. I'm too scared of that. I had a boss who wanted to take our team axe throwing, and we worked in insurance. (laughs) So you can imagine how well that flew with everyone else. Yeah, I was going to say, like... It flew about as well as an axe does. (laughs) Does your workers' comp uh, insurer have have knowledge that, like, all of a sudden you're not just, like, office workers, but you're actually exposed to flying axes as part of... The work day. It, it's an extreme spot. That's what really blows my mind about... This is one of those instances of American exceptionalism that I think I can get behind. Because it's only here will we popularize like the concept of throwing deadly weapons around as a hobby to do when you're drunk in public. Yeah, yeah they're like, no, it's fine. You should throw axes around. Um, but... You should probably also wear two masks so you don't get coronavirus, because <laughs> that would be bad. But getting hit in the head with an axe is not a problem. We're a weird country <laughs> yeah. when you really look down at it. We're like, nobody can die of a virus, but it's okay if those very same people die of getting hit in the head with an axe that they threw at a wall. Yeah. That well, bounced back. No problem. <laughs> look, grandma's not going out axe throwing. Well, a lot of grandmas are young these days. Also, I think my grandmother, who is in her late 70s, would be an axe thrower. Uh, she's in better shape than I am. <laughs> I mean, is she? Yeah, yeah, is she, she is. Is she an axe thrower? Uh, she's chopped firewood yeah. for several years. So she just doesn't know about these axe throwing hipster bars? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. But, you know, like I, I think about the, the propaganda that comes out of Russia that makes them seem way more macho and it try they try to emasculate Western Europe and America with their hobbies of whatever. Like, no, fuck off. Our hipsters are throwing axes at things. I haven't seen this Russian propaganda, but I'm picturing like a bunch of babushkas like carrying logs over their head. It's <laughs> like for like You're not entirely off. It like I have you seen like the cult of Putin? Uh, no, they're like the internet is obsessed with Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. They think he's something. They, you know how like everyone. I thought they were making fun of him. No, it's the same shit that they were doing with Trump, like making him look real buff and hot. I also thought that was a joke. That was <laughs> whoops. N- yeah, no, you're you're just blissfully ignorant, and I'm 
sadly awakening you to the reality of our world. At least Putin is... Not, I'm not going to say he's hot, and I'm not going to say he's really buff, but I think Putin is could probably beat the shit out of Trump. And I would watch that fight. I would I mean, pay. Yeah. Per, I would pay-per-view for that fight. <laughs> I, I would pay-per-view that, but that it's like saying that, like... I don't know. It's like saying that pig brains are healthier than sheep brains. They're both going to kill you if you eat them. Right. Eating brains is not a good Even idea. A teaspoon of brain has like 10,000% of your daily cholesterol needs. Our brains are just all cholesterol. It's basically just cholesterol. Whenever you eat cholesterol, it's going right to your brain. And that's a good thing, it turns out. Right. If you have too much, too high cholesterol, it's because your brain's leaking. Yeah. Probably not. It's probably because you're eating too much cholesterol. <laughs> I got I leaky brain. Uh, leaky brain syndrome. Got to plug it up. Uh, speaking of leaky brain, let's talk about anything else. Okay. Um, let's talk about your unfortunate. Um, well, okay. You have a good. There's good news and bad news about your last two weeks for you. The good yeah, news the good is news, school. I'm right? alive. And you're doing math program, which you've been talking about for a long time. Yeah. And you love it. I'm currently enrolled in a master's in mathematics, and that's going swimmingly. Brian loves math. My my algebra class is a little harder than I anticipated. I'm kind of glad that I've been studying it for the last few months, because wowee, if I hadn't, I'd have been in hot water. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was self-aware of you to be like, I don't remember that much algebra. Yeah, Let right. me refresh. <laughs> And what's funny is I basically caught myself up to the point where it got hard. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I'm like, all right. Now you're in the same boat as everyone else in the class. Yeah, yeah. Um, real analysis is going fine. It's just calculus again. Yeah, calculus is so overdone. You, as a mathematician, you take a calculus or calculus-like class about 10 times or more like so real analysis is looking eventually i don't know how to describe this you basically start with the real number line and you use that to build calculus woo and then in grad school you start with the concept of measurement to build calculus so why are we trying to build calculus we already have it well, it's a matter of creating a more abstract version of what we're used to so we can maybe find other spaces or other things that are similar to the real number line. And then we can apply calculus to those things also. Okay. So it's like the Vasco da Gama of calculus. You're okay. going to have to explain that joke to me I think, and our audience. I think Vasco da Gama was just a, one of the um, Iberian explorers. I think he was Portuguese. Okay, so he hadn't really... He so didn't he, invent, like, the exploration, world. but he got he, he found shit out. He just, I could have said Columbus or um, uh, yeah. Hernan Cortez or one of those. I can get behind... Yeah, like, it's all building off of and, like, solidifying... Of- Trying to find new worlds where we can implant calculus. Sure, yeah. And use it yeah. for profit. Or like the concept of measurement mm. or like 
certain results that we have in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's pretty much what analysis is. And then you're going to take you're, you are taking topological data analysis. Yes, aka and, TDA. And but so far that is just a review of set theory, which is at the beginning of every class I've ever taken. Um, I like your topological data analysis instructor, professor, I should say. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's like young and cool, and he's adorable. But like not like infantilizing adorable, but just like adorable <laughs> like he's like one of us. He's very chill. Well, he's if about I were a math, my age. If I were a math professor, um. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm like so smart as he is, but he's like our. He's a little older than me. he's two years older than I am, um, according to his curriculum vitae, which we read. Yeah. So, so he's six years older than you. He's working on it. He's working on it. He's working on it, but he looks fairly young for his age. Yeah, he, well, not... he looks like he exercises. <laughs> Which, you know, good for you for not looking broken. I um He doesn't look like a smoker. Yeah, that that much. I He doesn't sound like he's a smoker right. either. I don't hear that like uh Right. He's just he's just a fairly healthy person in his late 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the upside of my life, is that grad school is going pretty swimmingly. Uh, the downside is two weeks ago, I was in a car crash on the highway, totaled my car. Um, I So what happened? I hit a nice patch of ice and went flying into the concrete barrier. You hydroplaned and then you regained traction and drove into the concrete barrier yeah. all very quickly yeah fortunately no other cars hit brian's car so it was good and all and he just had some like mild headache from getting hit by airbags in the head I, that turns out i i never told you it turns out that that headache was just a sinus headache <laughs> <laughs> which you also have today yeah <laughs> you should try and um just report it to your like auto insurance carrier and maybe you can get that covered by medical. I am not I guess we're going to have chatting about insurance. I'm not going to have my insurance pay for my ibuprofen <laughs> for a sinus and headache. You people owe me $10 a year in ibuprofen. <laughs> if that, I think I take an ibuprofen maybe once a month. If if that. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, swatting away the nog chompa yeah, smoke that's going Update on the incense. Face. Having this in a small closed room is a l- little much. But it's also awesome. I feel like I'm in a head shop. I feel like I'm going to pass out. Just drink more coffee. I'll, yeah, I'll just have more coffee. Um, so the car got wrecked. Um, got totaled. Got totaled. Uh, currently waiting on the payout for that. It's coming along. I would really like a new car. I would like you to have one, too. That way, the world doesn't have to drive me to class. Yeah. Fortunately, Brian lives, lives with some people who have some non-traditional schedules, so they're available and willing to drive Brian, and then I'm driving Brian a little bit, too. It's like Yay. driving Miss Daisy. I know. I'm such a diva. He's <laughs> just in the back of the car. Yeah. I'm like, this is a subcompact. You might be more comfortable in the front. And he's like, no, I'm sitting in the back. I need my tea. <laughs> yeah. He's like, um, could you not go over those bumps, please? Yes, it's going to get my all over my yellow dress. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I need to take a detour. I don't know. I haven't seen Driving Miss Daisy for a long time. It actually ends with um, Miss Daisy in a, spoiler alert, in a, like, being buried alive, I think. Oh, good. But they find her, 
I think it's okay. Okay. But it's a very unpleasant um, end of the movie, so you don't want to be Miss Daisy. You got to get a new car. No, I'm going to be a different type of Daisy. <laughs> Mr. Daisy. I'm going to be... <laughs> Driving Mr. Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> like, why does he need to be driven? Is he a rich old guy? No, he just He's crashed just his car. He's also a diva. He crashed his car and hasn't gotten a new car yet. <laughs> I can't wait, though, to get a new car because... Freedom. It's freedom, but at the same time, look, it, the, the car was getting old, and I would really like a vehicle that actually has, like, proper Bluetooth connectivity. Your new car is going to be worse and better than your old car um worse in the sense that it needs to be cheaper for money sake and so it won't have like heated seats and it won't have like it won't drive as well it'll be louder if if my experience with subcompacts is any indication which i have but at the same time it will have newer like technology so i'm sure you have like a backup camera and you'll probably have bluetooth that works yeah like bluetooth uh what is that android for auto yeah is something that i'm really looking for in a car right i want my spotify to connect it would be nice it would be really nice i use an aux cable and it works good for me my last vehicle would the the bluetooth connectivity would only work in so far as it would output the audio Right. But it would not actually... Oh, and it could do phone calls. Right. But that was it. Like, I couldn't change tracks. Yeah. It was not ideal. Yeah. The... the I had two separate, like, audio, like, volume adjustments to work with. Right. Uh, I, I know a lot of new cars, it's pretty standard to have uh, Google Maps on your dashboard, which is awesome. Yeah. So... You will be getting a a nice newfangled car pretty soon. I'm hoping, yeah. And uh, Brian's taking donations for a down payment, but yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm taking donations for retiring early, so just you know whoever you want to support more here, right? Um, but yeah, so that's that's my personal life update. How are you? I am fine. What's been going on? I've been driving you around once a week. You act like it's such a burden. Once or twice a week. It's not that bad. Um, I've been thinking about cars recently because when you started talking about getting a new car immediately after you crashed your other one, I, I was like, maybe I should get a new car. But then I was like, no, I don't want to spend money that I don't need to spend. I like my car. I just wanted to buy something new for a, for a second and like research it and all that. And so I was looking at them and I'm realizing that... There's very few cars that are being made with standard transmission, and it's just getting less and less. Yeah, and, and fewer electric, and fewer. As they become electric, well, I guess electric cars like have no like need for standard transmission. Like it's it, they, no. you can put one in, but it's completely superfluous. It's only for complete show. And I go, my soul is against engineering a transmission just for the sake of it being standard. But at the same time. I'm that guy who I love the standard transmission car and it makes me cooler. It makes me, and it's more fun. Yeah. And I bet smoking makes you cooler too, huh? I don't you know. fucking greaser. I don't know. Does it? You smoke for five years? Yeah. It, no, it? no. I don't smoke. I shouldn't say yes, but. <laughs> no, I just feel like not only do I feel cooler, 
but it's like a lot more fun for me so i'm sad about that but that's in the future so whatever i i do get like i can understand that joy and it blows my mind that you don't like rush because they have like a song dedicated to people driving standard transmission well i should hear that song i haven't heard it it's not that i hate rush i don't know much about them all I know about Rush, really, I learned from the episode of the Trailer Park Boys where Ricky kidnaps Alex Lifeson. <laughs> that, that's appropriate. Otherwise, I honestly don't know. Uh, so, yeah, no. Fucking Rush. <coughs> Ricky, you kidnapped Alex Lifeson. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it if you have. That is, that is a good episode. I have some serious, like, un. That show creeps me out, not gonna lie. It it has that effect on people who live in like rural poor areas. What? And me. <laughs> Aren't you from a rural poor area? Yeah, a little. And the I reason like... it creeps you out is that it's too similar to some of your neighbors. Yeah, God. Right? It like it's very like there are roads near where I grew up where you think you see bubbles walking along the side of the road? I, I'm pretty sure I've seen bubbles before. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, I thought you were saying my home looked sad. No, I'm not saying your. I'm not saying your <laughs> home looks sad. I'm just saying you grew, you grew up around a lot of like people who could be extras in the Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, they could star in that show. Right. Like, I I won't. We won't go into all the characters, but people riding around on um ride on mowers up and down the street just for joy rides. <laughs> that's another story that's yeah. an that's an entire that's a whole other podcast that's a whole other podcast the street that you live on that's right but other people i know who grew up or, or spent a lot of time in like in this case northern new york we call it the north country um also were like a little bit uh taken aback by the almost documentary style of tra- the mockumentary trailer park boys it's too real yeah like to me uh, probably the like the most uncanny person in that show is the manager who's never wearing a shirt randy randy assistant trailer park supervisor yep he is a human being that i have met before <laughs> I, I don't know what else to add to that. Yeah. It's just he's a person. And um, eats cheeseburgers, wears white pants, no shirt. I think Ricky. I I know a Ricky. I know several Rickies. Yeah. Um, I don't know the other guy's name. Julian. Julian. I know a couple Julians mm-hmm. who are like trying to be like normal, yeah. and they still have they they like they moved back to the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Always have a drink in their hand. Oh, always. Yeah. Like riding around, like doing the lawn with like a yeah. rum and coke. Well, there's one episode where they, um, they're they fleeing the police with, I believe it's an Airstream full of weed and that they were growing and they like flip the Airstream and like, so they get in a crash or whatever. And, and Julian like crawls out of the like turned over car holding his drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh awesome. my God. Well, enough chit chat. 
Yeah, let's get down to brass tacks. Right. I don't understand where that saying comes from. I, you know, I don't know. Like, I can conjecture what it means. It's tax, T-A-X, not tax, T-A-C-K-S, right? It is T-A-C-K-S. Oh. Like, the, it's like if you take off, like, all of the the excess, you get down to the tax that are holding it together, like the you, essentials. Then you steal them for scrap metal. Right. Or... When it comes down to brass tacks, you sell the tacks and buy some shoestrings. That way you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> pull yourself up by your shoestrings. That's, that's it. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about my new boots briefly. I got new boots. Eddie Bauer. Love them. They good? They make me so tall and so badass. You're already kind of tall you haven't seen me in the boots though they're like at least two or three inches of more height when i get in those you boots. you don't need that but i have it <laughs> the way your face lit up like you got so excited those boots are like comfortable and make me so formidable and when i walk on the snow it just crushes the snow beneath them just crushed it crushes the snow just like your enemies exactly crushes the snow just like eddie bauer just like i should put a sign on them this is this machine kills fascists yeah right we should get eddie bauer as a sponsor hey fascists if you want a picture of the future imagine an eddie bauer boot um on your throat forever forever yeah right let's 1984 these assholes yeah 1984 the reversal <laughs> Winter four thousand eight hundred and ninety one. Winston fights back. <laughs> My roommate just laughed, and I don't think it had anything. I, have, to do I don't with think us, it did. But I'm. I ho- Winston and Julie get back together. Yeah, right. And, and like team th- up, and they get guns, and they get all the proles, and they kill all the totalitarians. This sounds like a grindhouse film. What's Grindhouse? Just like those like gore films of like action violence. This is like Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah. I'd watch it. It call it twenty eighty four. Winston's Revenge. <laughs> twenty eighty four. Yeah. It's a nice thing. Okay, one hundred years later. Yeah. Got it. Twenty eighty four Winston's Revenge. All right. And it's Cyber Winston. Because he would have been other <laughs> otherwise been dead. I know. They replaced his, like, slowly turned him into a cyborg so they could continue rubbing his face into the dirt. Yeah, exactly. And then Winston, he, um, in 2084, he throws flaming rats at his enemies. <laughs> like, he finally got over his fear. Yeah. And now there's nothing left but, like, malice toward the system. He's like, what you did in room 101, it only made me stronger. And the rats are screaming like (laughs) (laughs) Somehow we'll work in the rats of Nim too Which I recall being very creeped out by As a kid I'm watching this video I'm like what the fuck Oh did you watch the movie Yeah the cartoon movie as a kid Whoa that's not a thing to show kids Well it was at the library in the kids section So kids got shown it I've also watched Watership Down Uh, I know What was wrong with your library Jesus they just thought we could handle more than we could handle. What was wrong with my parents? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're the one who watched Full Metal Jacket at age five. My parents weren't there, and they explicitly told me not to watch that movie. And you're like, so what I'm hearing is, watch this movie. God. 
What a movie. I don't even want to talk. Let's talk about... So we have a theme today that we want to talk about. Uh, In keeping with our health comedy podcast yeah. theme. So today, let's talk about weight. And losing it. Or not. Or keeping it. It depends. There's, it's, a, it's a pretty nebulous concept. Uh, it's a pretty... Like, there's a lot of nuance in weight, and I kind of wanted to go through that today and maybe clear up some myths and some, you know, some of the more weedy territory that can be associated with weight loss and problems with uh, body image. Sounds good. You wanted to start off by talking about what it's like to be a fat kid yeah i was a little fat boy i still am i'm a big fat boy now <laughs> i still am a little fat boy but i used to be too yeah well i'm not a boy anymore i'll, you're I'll concede a, you're that. a little fat man i'm a little i'm i'm a, I'm a big fat man I'm, uh, I'm over five five right you're not a little fat boy anymore i'm not short shaming not trying to i'm just you know i'm trying to be objective here. I'm just, i have to just say i'm just remembering the John Mulaney bit where he accidentally gets a prostate ex- no it's not the prostate I'm sorry this is not at that but that's hilarious as well the John Mulaney bit about uh, Delta Airlines fucking him over oh the I'm a little fat girl yeah say it say you're a little fat girl no, no. say it I'm a little fat girl <laughs> anyway take this voucher that doesn't work fetch <laughs> yeah anyway I digress yeah. Uh, yeah no so I had a lot of body image issues growing up were you uh, always overweight as a kid or it started at a certain I time pretty much always overweight uh it's genetic uh there's a disposition on uh one half of my family just has weight issues mm-hmm. don't quite know why we think it might also be a genetic disposition to loving candy <laughs> <laughs> It might have something to do with it. Yeah. Our, like, you know, our thyroids are all fine. Yeah. You know, it's not like there, it just happens that there's a number of beefy folks on that side of the family, and that's a gene that I took on, too. Um, so, you know, I got picked on a lot about it, and, you know, you develop, uh, complexes and shit involving now, that. When you were a kid, well, first of all, how early did you get picked on? Um, the earliest I remember was fourth grade. And then my follow-up was going to be, were you like one of the few overweight kids? Because now I feel like that's pretty common for kids to be overweight. Yeah, back when I was in school, my grade probably had maybe out of the 180 kids in our class, maybe 18 to 28. Like, basically 10... 10% 10% 10 to 15% of them were overweight. Okay. And I was one of the fattest. <laughs> yeah, that that checks out. Yeah, I'd say so. Because we would have class sizes of like 35 mm-hmm. and it would be like me and one or two other kids in each classroom. And when they picked on you did you say, "Well, that may be true, but I can lose weight and you'll still be ugly?" That is not something that a fourth grader is capable of imagining, so no. (laughs) That's too bad, because it would have been hilarious. It would have been, and it probably would have exacerbated. You know what, though? Like, one of my biggest bullies was fatter than I was. Okay, a little self-loathing fat person. Yeah, he used to insist that he was buff, (laughs) 
I don't think anyone who's in fourth grade is buff. Well, this was in se- this was a little later. This was in seventh and eighth grade. Okay. Um, yeah, no. So there was a number of number of years there that were rather unpleasant uh, due to weight. So. I think what's the worst part of that is you were getting picked on by someone who is fat, who is lying, and saying they were buff. I... <laughs> and it's just like the the mind fuckery of that. And well, the thing is, is like, like when you get bullied, you definitely adopt that killer be killed thing. So mm-hmm. I get where he was coming from. Yeah, he was trying to draw attention away from him onto right, you to me, and it would have like it got to the point where you know I had to bite back, or it would just continue to happen. So I tore his shirt off one day in <laughs> gym class. He tore his shirt off. That's. Uh, that's it's, interesting. Yeah. Did you intend to tear it off or you were trying to throw him around using that as like a I was leverage? just trying to throw him around okay. and it ripped the shirt. <laughs> so you had to go the rest of the day with no shirt? It was a gym shirt. Oh, it was like, a penny? we had to change. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's funny. What, did you get in trouble? Nope. <laughs> Your teacher was like, I'm not paying attention at all. Oh, no. that that My gym teacher was just checked out <laughs> the entire fucking time. <laughs> you could have gone further. It could have like stomped him. Uh, but in uh, in seventh grade, I was two hundred and fifty pounds, and five eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that to give you a sense of how big I was, right? Uh, pretty big. Um, so I I I, I want to I'm, I'm saying this because I want to say I get like I get what it's like. I think yeah. Which is, like, there are a lot of people who will say, like, oh, like, you just lose weight. Like, you, Connie. <laughs> I don't just, I don't just go to you no. and be like, have you tried losing weight? Yeah, I know. As a result. But, like, yeah. there's a certain privilege that comes from having been there. I wouldn't, I should, probably shouldn't call it privilege. Um, there's a certain, um, It's like I can say that kind of thing, right? When you had when you spent a long period of time being stigmatized for weight, yeah, that's a unique experience. Well, it plays into a very interesting uh, phenomenon, I think, in adolescence, where if you get kids that are overweight and get picked on, I think kids that get picked on in general wind up in a situation where it it warps them like being bullied is not a healthy thing to happen to a child no it's not um it definitely like it can create it can ruin a kid it can ruin someone's life actually like because Mm -hmm. then you have to reef like if you're a kid getting picked on you reframe everything around that and that becomes a part like a locus of your identity right and then you wind up being like a 40 year old alcoholic and like middle management somewhere like taking it out on like people beneath you i'm not speaking to experience at all (laughs) (laughs) mind you i'm talking about an old boss of mine not me (laughs) (laughs) right you're like i'm not a middle management (laughs) i'm not 40 no i take it out on everyone yeah you don't need to be a middle manager you can take things out you can bully from the bottom yeah i'm punching up homies um 
I don't know if this was your experience or the experience of people, boys in your era, but, and maybe it's changed, maybe it hasn't, but I will say that for my experience for girls in middle and high school and, you know, honestly throughout life in general, but especially then, um, the, the potential to be bullied or made fun of for being overweight was there, but it was also that no matter how you looked, there was going to be something wrong with you, most likely, and that that people could talk shit about you behind your back. Or you Can felt, and do. Yeah, or, so the phrase anorexic bitch was thrown around in general, just in general. Like, like you'd hear it referring to people. So you couldn't really well, not... You're damned if you do and damned if you don't. You huh? really couldn't be any any kind of way. Uh, so not to say that it's, it's not the same as the level of bullying that you were experiencing as a fat youth, but I don't think many people get out of that era alive. <laughs> well, they get out alive, but without yeah. without being criticized for their physical appearance. It's really wild to me how that cycle seemingly like is unstoppable. Like it keeps perpetuating in some way or another. Lord of the Flies was a fairly realistic book. <laughs> the only thing that was different <laughs> about it was they were on an island. Right. Uh I feel like it captured the spirit of middle schoolers pretty well. I'd say so. Yeah. It's, it's probably worth a reread. <clears throat> anyway, the what I wanted to talk about today uh, is how to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat as much candy is one. Uh, so the, the, the basic thing that people will say is calories in, calories out. And it's not 100% correct, but I think that's probably yep. the best place to start. And it is it is the most fundamental. Well, I think... Before that, like, and this is why I wanted to bring up, like, my history with it, is that sometimes it's worth checking out why you want to lose weight. Right. Like, it's definitely, like, before you make any huge life changes or even smaller life changes in your life, it's worth it's worth looking at, like, what went into, like, that. Right. Like, where are you in your life? that makes this a path that you want to go down. I agree. Like, it's kind of like if you're in a swamp and you see a cesspit that you want to go down, you want to, you want to evaluate why, why you want to go there in the first place. Are you running from the Loch Ness monster or have you just gotten used to poop? (laughs) Yes, exactly like that. (laughs) That might've made it more confusing. I'm picturing, the Princess Bride and the Swamp with the R-O-U-S's. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's a good point because that may also lead you to... In, that may inform you with what you do um, going forward. So, like, if you want to lose weight because you... I don't know, feel bad physically. 
because it's too tiring. It's hurting your joints or whatever. There's a very valid reason yeah. to want to lose weight. Right. That's that's a good reason. <laughs> I would like to lose weight because I want my original kneecaps. Right. And if that's, you know, where you're at, I think losing weight just through restricted diet and, you know, some exercising too, but you might not be able to exercise very very much at that level if you're if it's hurting your joints or you know you don't have access to a pool or anything where you can do less impact workout is probably the, the way to go on the other hand if you're like i don't like how the, my body looks and i want to lose weight you might want to um lose weight a little more through the exercise side because then you'll be more toned right um, and yeah exactly and it's it's good to like calories in calories out I think, as you mentioned, is like a good first step. Yeah, I think it's worth looking at, like, if you are consuming a lot more calories, or more, just more in general, more calories than you're burning, the chances that you're not going to gain weight are very low, and you probably are going to have to reduce your caloric intake um, to some extent. It's very likely. Yeah. In fact, like, just as a general rule of thumb, you're... Pro, like, I don't want to, I don't want to make too many sweeping statements because you know we can get into anorexia and bulimia, uh, nervosa later. Uh, is it anorexia nervosa? I think they're both called nervosa. The nervosa, yeah. But I just call them anorexia and bulimia, yeah, because I'm not a scientist. Either way, like, yeah. you know, there are obvious exceptions to what I'm going to say, but chances are you're eating too much. Um, if you're overweight. If well, if you're American, oh, okay. um, and it like one of those things you should do before even changing your diet, like continue, like write down what you eat and get an average of how many calories you're taking in, and get a sample of like how much fat and cholesterol and salt, and just your overall nutrition level. I know we've brought some of the podcast for with the Naomi Ekperigan bit about going to wanting to lose weight and going to making appointments with nutritionists and canceling them because she knows that they're going to have her write down all the things that she eats. And she's like, I get to day three and I'm like, mm hmm. Yep. <laughs> I, I see. It's true. I though. see. It's so true. Like go a day. Like even if you think you're eating healthy, like, like try it out. It's fucking wild. I thought I was doing okay. I wound up, like, figuring out that I was eating, like, 5,000 calories and junk. You're like, oh, I was just blocking out the Taco Bell. You do. You block out your, like, memory of, like, like, oh, I'm going to grab a second handful of Hershey's Kisses. Right. And it just, it adds up. Right. Uh And there's there's things that are exceptions where if you have, like, a health problem of, like, a thyroid under... under activity or inactivity or you are on steroids or you're on um certain antidepressants or psychiatric medicine that can all cause you to gain weight without um as much of a calorie in calorie out issue um and that's a separate kind of issue and you should probably talk to a doctor about that but just assuming that you don't have a thyroid imbalance you're not on a any kind of a medicine that causes weight gain you know then most likely it's easier said than done, but most likely that would would help if you if you just wanted to to lose fat. Um, there's a lot of like f- I think fad diets where they get you to have less calories yeah. by restricting the things that you 
can eat um, and you don't have as much opportunity. So you're not going to grab the Hershey's Kisses because you're not eating sugar. Right. You're not going to. Yeah. I'm going to say as a rule of thumb to avoid fad diets, uh, even though all of your friends say keto is working great for them, like keto also has downsides. Yeah. it, it can be bad for you, and like you got to be careful when res- doing things like that because you can wind up giving yourself deficiencies in certain like that. But your body needs carbs, right? Like you can't live without carbohydrates. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's things that you could do potentially do in the short term that could cause you to lose weight, and then you could maybe transition to something more sustainable after that. And you know, pros and cons. But yeah. I'm a little suspicious that usually of the, the diets that are so strict that say like we shouldn't even eat fruit, you know, yeah, because of the car- it's ridiculous. And, and I would say, you know, at that extreme, um, you know, we're not qualified, but this is just our wild speculation. I would say at that extreme, it's probably unhealthy because does fruit have calories? Yes. Does it have sugar in it? Yes. Are you gonna, you know, if you eat a lot of fruit, you're not gonna be in ketosis. On the other hand, you're not fruit, gonna get fiber if you don't get fruit. Fruit has a lot of like good things that humans need in it do i eat enough fruit no but that said i'm not i'm not i don't not eat fruit as a policy i just am lazy right (laughs) it's good for you um i think i think um like and i think you hit on something that i wanted to talk about here and it's that like that short-term diet like atkins or keto or whatever having to transition to something else and for maintenance should tell you right there that it's not a good solution to begin with and that you should probably just be transitioning to that maintenance diet to begin with well you can't have a maintenance diet and lose weight because by definition a maintenance diet is you know keeping yourself at the weight that you want to be at oh i mean it's there's there's a case to be made that that's uh that's somewhat true but heavier people tend to burn more calories. That's true, but but in general, um, you know, for a little while, you might have to have more of a caloric deficit. But as far as just like the fads of like what things you're eating, I think most of the diets that that claim to be a solution are likely not as evidenced by the fact that fad diets have been around for thirty or forty years. And the people cycle through them oh, yeah. and don't succeed. Um, I was at a job where there, the people there, a few of them that I was hanging out with, were constantly going through all the fad diets. So I saw a few, and this is like maybe five to seven years ago. Um, so the ones that I witnessed were uh, joining a Facebook group to it's like a challenge where you put money in the pot and then you you try and lose as much weight in like 30 days as you can and you weigh in every like week or whatever and then the person who loses the most percentage and the person who loses the most by volume gets like half half and my coworker won um but the last day of it she was just going around drinking like lemon water and shaking (laughs) so my god see that like That's the type of shit we want to avoid in our lives. Exactly. Like, if you might die. Like, a day like that will age you for half a year. Yeah. And then they also did ones where it was, like, you bought um, Tupperware that was, like, different 
shapes, not Tupperware brand, but, you know, plastic containers. And you figured out how many, like, units of, like, protein you could have and how many units of fat. And then you were able to fill up one of those, like, fat containers with, like, a fat, like, of approved ones you couldn't just pour oil in it but you could like (laughs) (laughs) it would also leak but um and i and that's so essentially a portion control and and by proxy it was like a calorie control thing and it was kind of a calories and calories out and that's i think that makes sense it's a lot of work to maintain long term i think it could teach you about portions um and things like that and about like you know balance proper balance of, of foods it's like well right. your lunch shouldn't consist of solely chips you need some protein too but um and then they did some other ones beach body some shakes some juicing yeah. i don't know it eh. was it was exhausting as a bystander so i think one of the best pieces of advice that i can give to people who were like me is to slow down when eating yeah um to that Hard to do it's uh, delicious and you want to eat it right away. I know. It's so tempting. It is very tempting to just continue to inhale your food. Uh, in fact, when I started gaining weight uh, again, I kind of relaxed how qu- slowly I was eating and uh, the, the weight came back, right? Uh, so, like I said, I weighed 290 in seventh grade. My first day of college, I had gotten down to 270. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were taller. And I was six foot, yeah. So I I was doing a little better. By my third year, or by, no, by my second year, into my second year, I was down to 220 pounds. Um, And that is mostly because I was walking to class and because I had slowed down how quickly I was eating at the cafeteria. And then you would be you'd realize that you were full closer to when you actually got full. Right. And I would not have to go back up for seconds or it was funny because I hung out at the cafeteria constantly because I had, (laughs) I gamed the system like a bastard Mm -hmm. and I only got like a hundred meals for the semester. Mm -hmm. So it was super cheap, but I would just stay in there all day (laughs) and And just keep eating. Yeah. <clears throat> that's awesome take in multiple multiple meals just do my homework in there and oh yeah it was great that's hilarious I, we would um bring containers and and fill it up in the cafeteria even though you weren't supposed to oh yeah and then we would take that out i would sneak out sa- like chicken salad sandwiches mm-hmm. oh my god my school's chicken salad was so good i still dream about it <laughs> I would get that and like load it up with banana peppers and olives. Mm. Oh my god. What a what a delicacy it is. Truly, mm-hmm. truly. Uh but no. Like portion control I think comes about naturally as a result of tempering how quickly you eat. Because if you slow that down, you're not going to eat as much. That's true. And you know, if you get full like it's okay to stop eating i know everyone says that there are children starving around the world that's true but you know blame your grocery store for the amount of food that it throws away over like the half of a salad that you don't finish or whatever yeah well i mean that whole like there's children starving 
is nonsense in the sense that yes it's true but what does it have to do with anything right it has nothing right it has very little to do with you as an individual your it's more a failure of international logistics the amount of calories you take in in this given sitting is not going to benefit or hurt um children who are starving yeah you also don't have to throw out the food you don't eat. You could just put it in the fridge and uh, eat it yeah, tomorrow. Leftovers yeah. are a thing. Yeah. That's, uh, but that, we're not really, I don't know, we're kind of arguing with a straw. Well, it's not as much a straw man, but it's it's like parents. <laughs> parents from the 90s. So I think the theme of this, at least where I'm coming from, is like, like, tousling out uh, deep-seated complexes that we have about food yeah and because i think that uh, that's a lot of it, it's my problem for sure um but I, I think that a lot of americans and people in general have a a real complex around diet and around exercise yeah well it's been observed that when americans stopped smoking as a whole that's one of the times when like overweightness obesity in the general population increased and although it's you know you can't exactly say why that happens i think the theory was that people stopped one addiction and picked up another one it's sort of like life isn't great what can i do to numb out and that's one of the options, and it's a fairly easy option. That's food. interesting, although I don't know if that accounts for childhood obesity rising in the 90s. I, that's most certainly soda. Soda, but kids who aren't super happy and just want to, like, check out. Those kids that can't smoke anymore? Um... That's true. The kids themselves weren't smoking, but maybe their parents who weren't smoking were being more assholes to them, and they had to check out through soda. That's soda true, is, and maybe there's more junk food around. Yeah, soda is um, a pro- soda and like other refined sugars are problematic. I'm sure everyone knows this already, but you can listen to me explain it as well. In the sense that um, your blood sugar spiking from those, as well as the like high volume of empty calories that you're consuming are like magnets for weight gain in the sense that when your blood sugar spikes, you're going to feel, it's going to crash and you're going to feel bad and, and you're shaky gonna and hungry. More. Yeah. Cause you don't want it to crash. You need to stop it. That's a very powerful feeling when you have low blood sugar um, and from it crashing. And then the other thing is when you're consuming, if you eat a bunch of cake, maybe you're having the same amount of sugar but at least it's like in your belly and it's filling it. Whereas if you just drink that in in soda, it's like as though it didn't happen practically. Right. Well, you pee it out. Right. And then so, you know, drinking more soda and soda is very, I mean, you look at like the calories in like one of those sodas, it's like 200, you know, in like one small bottle. Oh yeah. You can easily. It's like this entire burrito. Yeah. Eh. Well, it's like half a burrito. <laughs> it's like a quarter of a burrito. Well, it depends on the burrito. The ones that, the ones I eat are maybe like 240 or something like that per. But those are like tiny little frozen things. I'm thinking of like a Moe's burrito, which is a thousand calories. Okay. Well, but I'm just, so the burritos I eat, like you could eat one, put some hummus on it, put some hot sauce on it. Maybe you get up to 350, 400 calories. You got a meal. 
I could have half of a meal or I could have one soda and then feel like shit. Yeah. I'm going to go with the meal. Or, like, let's say you want to go get Moe's. You right. want that 1,000 calorie, calorie burrito. And then you tack on a soda, which is just another, like, 20% or 25% well, more you, calories. I mean, that's going to be even more because you're not just going to get one of the bottles. You're going to get a large cup. Yeah. Right. Which so, they call a small right. for whatever fucking reason. Right. So, you know, that's just... That's, that's an... E- it's not easy to stop doing that, but it's a way that if you wanted to lose weight, you could cut something out and not feel hungry. So, meaning, if you don't drink, like, a thing of soda every day, you're not going to feel, like, hungry and go to bed hungry. Right. You'll may feel annoyed because you can't have the soda, but at least it's not like, um, I skipped dinner. You know, yeah. speaking of which, that's another thing that I'll bring up is if you do want to lose weight, people may know this already too, but if you restrict your calories too much, your metabolism is going to slow down because your body thinks you're starving because you're sort of starving. Yeah. And that's just counterproductive because then it's going to burn less. And so you're just shooting yourself in the foot. So don't just like restrict it like way down we should intermittent fasting is an interesting thing because people do have success in losing weight with with that um i haven't gotten into it much um but i think the common wisdom that i my, i know of is that typically if your body thinks you're starving your metabolism slows although intermittent fasters might say that that's not accurate but it's not entirely accurate what'll ha- like there will be metabolic changes that will the the body undergoes but it's less it's less that you're consuming fewer calories by existing like your your resting metabolic rate doesn't really change that much if you're starving so much as the amount of energy that you are exerting changes like you become more sluggish so i guess well, maybe your your metabolic rate will change a little bit but that yeah i don't know to be honest it Sounds to me like intermittent fasting is kind of training the body to get around that. But to me, it doesn't seem like a healthy activity, personally. I think what it could be, too, the intermittent fasting is the reason it might seem to work for people versus the other experience that doesn't seem to work for people where they restrict their calories really low long term is it could be the intermittent nature of it so your body's actually not starving per se it doesn't go into starvation mode for long periods of time it's like it feels like it's starving over the day that you're not eating but once you eat again it's like okay we're good whereas if you're eating like a thousand calories a day for like a week your body's like okay we're in a famine now right this is fucked up let me let me slow this down so we don't die I think the, the, the conventional wisdom, and if you ask a doctor, like a dietitian, I think they'll steer you away from intermittent fasting. Although I, you know, all of what we're saying should be taken with a grain of salt. Like, definitely consult a dietitian and your doctor about, you know, these things. We have, like, no qualifications at all. Right. We, like... To and, talk about those. You know, one of the things about health, right, is that your doctor's not perfect, but the reason the doctor is there is because they know a little bit more than podcasters. <laughs> they have a or little bit. Reddit. 
Jesus Christ, don't go stop going on Reddit. They have what? a little bit more training than your average podcaster, but not much, just a year. Just kidding. A couple years <laughs> of specialized knowledge. I took biology in ninth grade. Yeah. Oh, never mind. What am, What the fuck am I talking about? You're well qualified I've for read this. Reddit a lot. Actually, the only reason I'm saying intermittent fasting might work is because I know somebody who does it, and I see the intermittent fasters on Reddit, and they post pictures of being thinner. I would like to throw a strong caveat against believing anything that you see online because the only people who are posting images are the ones who, uh, for whom intermittent fasting is a success. That's true. People usually don't post and say like I intermittent fasted and then I passed out and crashed my car. Right. Like how many like for every person that's a success, how many hundreds potentially are there where it was not a success who are not contributing to those threads yeah Uh, it is the nature of the echo chamber and why i caution against any form of social media not just reddit right um another weight loss tip i have is before you eat drink a glass of water yes oh my god that works so well that works so well hallelujah does that work you probably should be drinking water anyway and that's one way to drink water to get yourself doing it and then you're not going to be okay so thirst and hunger are often um confused in our bodies so a lot of times you think you're hungry but you're not you're thirsty yeah and um so if you not to say that you know if it's dinner time you probably are also hungry we are absolutely dehydrated so much of the time like i'm dehydrated right now uh you you've had a fair amount of liquid today you know a lot of it was coffee um that doesn't it that coffee does not dehydrate you Mm, i feel dehydrated but anyway um there that's a science that i'll get into at another time but coffee will not you won't die from just drinking coffee well you might die of Heart you might attack. die of caffeine issues. Yeah, you might die of a heart but attack. But you won't die of dehydration. Okay. Um, but no, uh, drinking water during a meal, before and during, like in between bites, have a sip of water. It is good for you. It aids your digestion. It fills you up faster. Slows it, you down. It's chomping. Oh my God. It is, it's divine. And nobody here drinks water. I'm going to complain for a second. Like in your when, house, like at a restaurant, oh. like whenever they come and fill the water up, I feel like I'm the only person drinking water at the table. Like I'll have, I'll go through like three or four glasses of water and no one else will have had any. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? What are you doing? America drink some water with your meal and you will love yourself for it. Do you just yell at everyone at your table like, what the hell is wrong with you? Are you desert people? I have. I <laughs> Well, you'd think desert people would appreciate a cold glass of water with their meal. In fact, I've been watching a YouTube video of uh, like the, the people from Pakistan in like the, the more arid region of Pakistan trying like Western dishes for the first time, supposedly. Uh, and one of the old men there was complaining that they didn't have water with the meal. Oh, okay, because he wanted some. Yeah, like right. it, it's. I guess it's not uncommon to have water. Mm-hmm. And 
and it, it's it's just a good idea because you know you're less liable to choke if mm-hmm. you're keeping your throat hydrated. Yeah, I mean, it's it, all around a good idea. I think it's fairly clear like water is just good for you in general. But if you if you are hydrated and it helps you slow down and it fills you up, your belly up a little bit, you're you're liable to not overeat eat as much as you may have otherwise have so that's it's a strategy to, to employ if you're trying to eat less yeah and if you don't want like plain water try out seltzer like that it like seltzer too is a great replacement for beer and soda because a lot of the time you just want the fizz um try to get it without like phenylalanine in there what do they call that aspartame I don't think much seltzer has aspartame in it. Aspartame's a sweetener. Yeah, like occasionally, maybe it's less than it used to be, but back in the day... Like sweet seltzer? There was so much sweet seltzer. It was actually hard to find unsweet seltzer. I've never had sweet seltzer, so I consider that soda. Um, It was. It was nasty soda. Yeah. Because it was somehow worse than Diet Coke. Well... Um, yeah, seltzer you can you can have. Um, of course, it's another alternative. It's an alternative to water. Um, I would also say it's easier said than done. But if you're trying to not eat as much before you eat, ask yourself, what do I actually want to eat right now that would make me like satiated? Because for me, a lot of the times. It's not anything. Like sometimes I don't really don't feel like a pizza. I feel like hummus. I need something like right fatty and like um, chickpea based. <laughs> you know. Well, you gotta have look. It junk food is fine, and like the problem with pizza, like even in like a frozen pizza that has fewer calories than like going out, like. It's still a lot of food. I think that you can eat certain pizza perfectly fine. Pizza isn't inherently bad for you. It depends on what the pizza you're eating and how much you eat. But sometimes, right then, for whatever reason, my body just does or doesn't want pizza. Does or doesn't want soup or salad or, like, you know, right. whatever. So, like, sometimes I come home from the gym and I'll have a burrito for dinner. And other times I'll come home and I'll be like, you know what I want to eat for dinner? Cashew butter on crackers. And that's what I'll eat. And that's fine. It's what I wanted. That's so bougie, but it sounds so good. Oh, really? You want to... What's bougie about it? Is this a hill that you want to climb? Standing over my stove in my kitchen, dipping chips into a cashew butter uh, jar is bourgeois. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. It doesn't feel bourgeois at the One time. One part of that is the for cashew sure. butter. The cashew butter is a hundred percent. The cashew butter costs instead of four dollars for a, a thing of peanut butter, it costs eight dollars for a thing of cashew butter. That's so much money. Four dollars for yeah for cashew butter. I think paying four dollars to have more enjoyment out of a thing that's going to last me like two weeks yeah, or three you weeks. You. you is reasonable. I don't think that's that bourgeois. You're not eating it like you're not putting it on a sandwich, right? Like you're having a tiny bit of it at a clip. But I eat a lot of crackers that's... with it with the cashew butter on it. 
It would last me a few weeks. Peanut butter is also fine, and I quite prefer it, I think, the cashew or almond butter. The utility is there. Like, the amount of joy I get out of the extra $4 is fine. If it were $4 extra per chip, if the cashew butter costs, like, $30 for, like, a, a thing instead of four, then, you know... It would be a little excessive. This is actually something that I wanted to talk about. I know we've been kind of uh, scattering around in this topic. I think we might have to revisit some of this stuff later. Yeah. Um, Part two. Yeah, we're going to have to part to it and possibly, like, I've been kind of jotting down notes on, like, deeper topics that we could break into. Um, But I think in general, like, if you... Let's say you're eating... just chips and chips and chips and chips and it's not really doing it for you like clearly it's not doing it for you because you keep eating it well are you eating them because you're bored or are you eating them because you're hungry for chips that's the question to ask yourself and i believe me i know that it's hard because you want to just not be bored but that said you might not want to eat those many chips yeah i think there's a there's definitely something to like eating out of boredom. I think more what I was getting at was uh, like if you're eating something that doesn't have any nutritional value, mm-hmm. your body's not going to respond in whatever way that it can to let you know that you're getting nutrition out of it. I don't know how much of that is exactly like grounded. Uh, something we'll have to come back to on that. But definitely like if you're not getting, if you're deficient with your meal or with your snack, you're going to keep eating it. Yeah. Even though it's not doing anything for you because it it's just addicting for the sake of it. Uh, so maybe like, like, and this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, if you want crunchy food, you should probably get some carrots or maybe get some like beet chips or something like that instead of potato chips. Uh, like, and this goes back to assessing, I think, why we're eating what we are. Like, right. I know it's a painful thing to reflect. Trust me, um, I I rarely enjoy it. But you know, sometimes we have to like wonder why we're eating chips over the sink instead of having like a pear. Yeah, that's a good point. There's certain foods that. I can't imagine ever getting full on. One would be soda, chips, popcorn, like candy. Like, can you imagine eating enough of it that you'd be like, "I'm full. I don't want to eat any more of this." Yeah. I think. I think that <laughs> my mind went to cotton candy. Cotton with that. Candy. <laughs> You've eaten like the equivalent of a, like a volume of a small car, and you're like, "I'm not full" because it's like air and sugar. <laughs> <laughs> but just there's some foods that just aren't going to fill you up. No, absolutely not. Like, any any candy, yeah, you're right. right. So it's not to say you can't eat it at all, but it's probably going to be something you're not going to want to eat that much of, or because you're just going to keep eating it forever, yeah. <laughs> essentially. It's never, you're never, your body's never going to tell you to stop. And I feel like, oh my god, we got completely down a rabbit hole here, so... That's one half of weight loss. The other is exercise, which I think we covered in the last episode a little bit, like easy exercises to get started on. We did, yeah. Um, 
I would say like keep that up, like keep doing your gentle yoga, go for your little walkabouts. It adds up. It adds up. Well, I think what to say about exercise, and it, and it won't take too long here, um, is for weight loss, diet is going to be the big thing because it's a lot easier to not eat 500 calories than it is to burn 500 calories off. Right. But exercising is important um, as part of a weight loss strategy if you're trying to lose weight. In addition, the more muscle mass you have, the more you'll just burn by lying on the couch, um, not doing anything. So if you're feeling lazy, you can lose weight if you're really ripped, (laughs) if you're just lying there. Another thing is that um, exercise makes you feel better and and the better you feel, the less likely you are to try and feel better through eating a lot of food or um, doing something else that is less productive. Yeah. Yeah, like for sure. shooting coke in your neck or whatever. I don't know. That's that's how to coke. <laughs> <laughs> Exercise. Wait, is better. do you mean Coca Cola or cocaine? I was referring to cocaine, but um, okay. either I, either coke is, isn't yeah. ideal. Snorting Coca Cola. Right. Um, Exercise is better than um, trying to feel better through drinking a bunch of soda or doing a lot of cocaine. Well, and I think what it behooves and i do i hate the wax philosophical that's a lie i love it like what are we doing here what are we what are we alive for you know why why do we spend day after day doing the things that we do to me thinking about that really puts into question whether or not I want to watch that third movie in a day. Right. Like, am I here just to consume? Is is that my calling? Right. Is that why? Is that what I, I don't want to go into like, is that why I'm here? Which I know I've said, but like, is that what I want to look back on in my life and say, this is, you know, I did nothing. And so, you know, it can be a little, <laughs> it might trigger a midlife crisis in some people, but I think it's all in all, like, it's important to question, you know, what we do with our time, I think, because we don't have a lot of it. You, on your deathbed, will you be like, I wish that I'd spent more time drinking soda and playing world of warcraft yeah no not to knock either one they're both a lot of fun right well it's a moderation thing i suppose right yeah. um and well i mean world of warcraft is a completely like there are like that's a different topic like there that's like almost sociological like um because it's a multiplayer game there's actually like social elements to it that might actually be way healthier for some people than like like uh like a single player game for instance like i i think there are people who uh, like are otherwise abled um that get their socialization through multiplayer online games so there's actually a case to be made that it could be healthier for you than nothing at all. Okay, but like, on my deathbed, do I want to say that I 
should have drank more soda and eaten more Hershey's Kisses while I was watching um, 90 Day Fiance. And the answer is yes. <laughs> I regret that I didn't ever finish that season. The reason I didn't, because damn Brian didn't want to watch the last few episodes. There was... No, hold your horses. I asked if you wanted to watch that last episode, and you're, you went, eh. But, you, said, but you, after you, that, I said, let's watch 90 Day Fiance. He said, oh, I don't I hate that show. I have said that the entire time. Well, I want to watch the last episode. Uh, well, let's watch it. Okay, let's do it's it. It's Valentine's Day. Let's embarrass... <laughs> let's watch embarrassing people. This could be your gift to me for Valentine's Day, besides an incense. Fine. <laughs> so, no, long story short, like, you know, think about, like, life is full of potential. And, you know, if you're having a hard time getting off the couch, I don't want to tell you like eh, yolo but you know yolo <laughs> well yolo that we know of some people think you live more times but if you do you're not gonna gonna remember it so you might so for all intents and purposes yolo <laughs> for all intents and purposes yolo for all intents and purposes yolo <laughs> once <laughs> episode title <laughs> <laughs> yolo uh you know be love yourself love what you put in your body love what you do with your time and you know also visit a doctor occasionally to assess your cardiovascular system <laughs> and that's that, that's hey, my uh, advice what are you doing here today sir well i wanted you to check my ticker <laughs> <laughs> can you listen to it and i think that about does it for today okay well, thank you for listening. Um, as we said, we're not doctors, but we have been paying attention vaguely. And we also have formed opinions, some of which you have heard. I will never stop. I, I have infinite opinions. Would you wear a shirt that says opinions till I die on it? <laughs> the limit of opinions equals infinity. <laughs> oh, you okay, tying in that sassiness with a math equation oh yeah okay limit as what x arrow infinity wait what of like the opinions it just says opinion in parenthesis yeah i'm I'm trying to figure out like the output would have to be a pin like the number of opinions Mm -hmm. anyway check us out online at breakfastwithyourfriends.com i'm on twitter at garland frenzy I'm on Instagram at drawnerace underscore. And I hope you all have a lovely day. Keep in touch. Uh, send us your stories if you have any, like, you know, weight loss or, like, diet or exercise that you want to get into. We can, we can chat about it next time on the next exciting episode of Breakfast with Your Friends. Breakfast with Their Friends podcast. Breakfast with Their Friends.com.